This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our chat with Mark King from King Springs. I hope you'll stay with us. You've been involved in motor racing for some time now, and uh, that's also been an area where you've developed a, a lot of products for the Australian motor racing scene. Yeah, look, absolutely. That's a, a very good part of our business, and we've learned a lot over the years, particularly, um, you know, like the development of high-stress materials. Wonderful, you know, that was back with the V8 supercars are always looking for, for uh, higher spring rates, more travel, and, and um, less weight. So. I guess that, that, that would be a, a, a very good example of how we've been able to capitalise and, and, and gain massive advantages for our aftermarket products um, you know, just by going to a, to a high-stress material. But again, progressive rate, um, degressive rate, all that technology is stuff that we've taken, learned over the years and proven that it's given us superior uh, outcomes on the racetrack and then obviously we can ut- utilise that knowledge on um, improving, improving road cars. Is the progressive rate on springs now become a big catch cry and everyone wants to have these progressive rated springs? Look, the, definitely, and, and where it's a big win is, is back to that, that target market that we're seeing now, all the dual cab markets, and typically in Nissan Navaras, Ford Rangers, Mazda BT-50s, um, uh, you know, and, and um, probably other ones I can't think of at the minute, but all of those vehicles, we, we get some fantastic ride quality out of, out of going to our tapered, peeled, progressive rate spring. Mm. Um, ride, ride comfort, low speed comfort is great, and then high speed stability has improved significantly. So, it is a it is a big win, and um, and the numbers in sales are giving us proof that the outcome is is what everyone's enjoying. I know there's two different types of philosophies with um, progressive rate springs. One is different progressive rate in the coil, how tight the coils are at the beginning to the end, and then there is where the rod actually tapers to a different diameter through the centre and to the end. Yeah, no, you're exactly right there. Um, the way to, to make a spring rate change or a progressive rate spring, you've got to make the spring eliminate active turns as a compressor, so coils have basically got to take each other out and block out, we call it. Um, the taper progressive peel bar is by far better. It gives us a very, very nice progressive curve and actual fact the expertise and the equipment we need to do it if you imagine what a surf rod looks like or a fishing pole or a golf club well we have to machine that bar form into the rod before we actually coil it into a into a spring so um it is a difficult process but we've we've got it well sorted now and we've got multiple machines doing that working 12 hour day on shifts just doing nothing but that type of bar form you're not actually drawing the steel in its um... no, everything's all cnc machined um all our raw material now comes in, in typically you know, 1.4 to 2 tonne coils and it's based on a bar peeling machine which looks like a, in, in a best way to describe it, would be like a sewing machine. So the material sits on like a bobbin of, bobbin of cotton and the material is just um, drawn through a series of sizing rolls and um, straightening rolls and fed into a CNC peeling head which has a four cutters in our case that... Um, the depth of cut can be controlled on the fly. So it's a continual process, and as the bars are peeled, they have a flying shear that cuts the bar to the right length as the peeled bar exits the peeling head. And you're doing this all in-house up there in Queensland? Yeah, absolutely, all in-house. We have two peeling lines running, as I say, 12 hours a day, and um, a case of tapered peel technology as well as um, high-stress material requiring a, a very good, what we call, peeled and polished finish because of any high-stress material, any little defect at all in the surface would 
will cause a um, premature failure, so we have peel our springs 100%. Uh, we eliminate any defect possibility. With your products, have you been able to do much exporting? Yeah, look, um, it's, it's something we haven't really discussed. We're just talking about what we've developed in-house. Well, the nice thing about that is exactly what we've evolved and developed and satisfied all our local distri- distribution and over the years grew into a very strong specialist network around Australia and then obviously what piggyback that comes all your Repcos and Bursons and uh, you know all the other chain store guys well they, they all, all benefit having a range of products out of a catalogue that are readily available well we've been now very successfully been able to push that into other countries and we've, we have 16 countries that now uh, stock us off King Springs and you know, buying on, on regular you know one to two month intervals so we're very proud of that point now. When someone's looking at springs for their vehicle and they might might go into a, a specialist repair or go into uh, one of the chains that you mentioned before and they're looking at King Springs on the shelf. They might be looking at it some other manufacturers from overseas or elsewhere in Australia. What's the critical difference between what you're, you're offering? Well, yeah, look, for sure. Look, the, the biggest thing that we learned over the years was that, that uh, you know, we'd, we'd go to other shops and they'd be using other brands and what, and, and myself being hands-on, it's nothing worse when you buy a spring out of a catalogue and, and you're buying a part that's fit for purpose and, and the customer expectation may well be, I want to raise this vehicle 30 mil and I want to carry a little, you know, carry up the GVM load and do my trip and uh, satisfy the outcome and what I'm hoping it will achieve with all the camping gear and whatnot. Well, the biggest problem you have is that other products I've found is that they're fitted and the vehicle's the wrong ride height. Um, it's either too heavy, too stiff, or the, or the height's wrong. So we, we have to put a lot of effort into getting that part right and, and making all these options available for every individual to, to suit their needs is, is where we've um, gained. But that's the fitment side of it, and, that, and that's a very, very important part of it. But the other side, too, is when you stack up quality, you can look at another aftermarket spring, and quite often the material comes out of, could be India or it could be China, and it comes in as what we call black bar, so the material is unpeeled. So it's, a, it's come out of the mill as rolled. So all the mill defects and small small um, impurities and, and cracks are still in the surface of the material. Not peeled bars always a high risk of premature failure. We also go to a lot of trouble to oxalin pre-treat the material, which is the manufacturing process. It's required for uh, salt spray protection. So if you're going to do like high corrosive, like mines or a lot of beach work or the export market where you've got extreme cold and, the, and snow where they ice, the, the, the roads are covered with salt. That process gives us that additional advantage. And plus we go to the extra trouble to epoxy powder coat the spring as well, which is four times tougher than the um, polyester powder coat. So that all gives us just that little bit more of an advantage. And most cases, we exceed um, original equipment expectations. How long from when a vehicle becomes available or you find out about a vehicle becoming available in Australia to King Springs has a option for you to upgrade on the shelf? Yeah, we'd like to say within a week, but sometimes it's if a vehicle, the sales are not that popular, um, it may take a little bit longer. But normally within two weeks, we would have a, a, an item you know, ready for you know, stocked and, and catalogued. So something like, uh, say, the Mustang, which has been a great hit, but people are waiting a year and a half for one. How do you go about getting the well, information mate, we, you need? We can sell them springs quicker than they can buy their vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we've got that well well sorted. And, and the luxury of us um, having an having to deal with the export market and exhibiting at SEMA show in USA for many years, we, we already have those part numbers locked into the system.
them before the vehicle was even released here in Australia. So we're fairly fortunate in that case. Mark, where do you see the industry going? Well, look, you know, we're, we're very um, proud of what we do and, and the fact that we really do put a lot of effort in to try and keep our customer base absolutely satisfied and, and most importantly, don't need to give them a need to look anywhere else. And, and that type of philosophy is working very well for us because every year we keep growing and to the point now we're in a situation where we're having to say no to a lot of customers because we just physically can't handle the volume of our productions just not capable of servicing everyone to the satisfaction or the level of satisfaction I'd like to see. So at this stage, I think it's great. The nice thing about it in saying that with all the high-stress materials and the added tape appealing we do, we do make ourselves, protect ourselves from for our product being counterfeited in Asian countries, which is a good win for us. And, and the other thing I, I, I enjoy seeing is that sometimes our, our designs are taken to other countries and copied and then we have to resurrect the failures when they can't successfully succeed with a conventional spring steel when they try to match our, our design with high-stress high materials. So, so yeah, no, look, we, we think we're pretty safe and we, we still have a very good future. Mm. Most people who I speak to in the automotive industry, the big call at the moment is self-drive vehicles. Will self-drive vehicles change the spring industry? Look, I don't believe it will. Over the years, we've had to deal with um, all, the, all the ESCs and ABSs and as all these new onboard computer systems come in into effect, people are still going to want, want to do different things with their vehicles, load them differently. Also, they're going to want to attack a lot of off-road situations and I really don't think self-drive vehicles are going to be, uh, be really a concern. What about electric vehicles? Yeah, well, look, that's something that, again, you know, like if it um, doesn't meet the, the, the loading then there will be a spring option, absolutely, we can easily fix that. But while vehicles are still being released with a conventional spring and shock absorber, um, our business is still very strong. Mm. Well, Mark, pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for spending your time with us here on Inside Motorsport. Good on you, mate. Thanks for, thanks for the chat. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.